I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this is Poetry Spoken Here. We continue with our special project, the Open Mic of the Air. If you've been missing open mics where you live, due to the worldwide pandemic, this is an opportunity to share your work and to hear voices from around the world. If you'd like to submit, you can send a recording of you reading your own poetry, five minutes or less, to openmicoftheair at gmail.com. You can find full submission guidelines on our website, PoetrySpokenHere.com. But before we start, let me say what I always like to say if we're in a room with our own physical bodies live. You can rant, you can chant, you can shout, get it out, get it down, get it off, off your chest, off the page. Share your mission, share your glory, share your vision, tell your story. Take a moment in the sun. The mic is open. And our first poet to take advantage of our open mic is Walter Warden from Middletown, New York. He's published two books of poetry, the most recent being Verse and Verities through Lion Autumn Music. It's available at Amazon. And he says he's currently working on a new collection, and the poem you're about to hear will be included in that new collection. Anthem. In Bergamo, they are gathering on balconies to sing, because it is a human thing to do when there is nothing else to be done. They are singing arias in Naples and Siena. Melodic hope rides the perfumed breezes of Asia. Songs float above the fallow fields of France and somnolent gardens of Britain. In Brooklyn and the Bronx, the streets are bare, but the people are singing. In Westchester and the hills beyond, people are gasping for breath as others nobly strive for normalcy. They are singing too. The world has finally found a common chorus, a single anthem. The hymns of the mind and heart are rising, hopefully, in the dark of each cold dawn. Voices rising and ebbing like the action of the ocean, singing ourselves out of the black shadows of this alien spring. We are singing as we wait, singing ourselves back into our lives. We are singing, singing for tomorrow, because it is a human thing to do. Certainly a timely poem, and from among our submissions, I've placed another poem that goes with our times particularly to come out next. It's from Trish Hopkinson in Provo, Utah. She's a poet, blogger, advocate for the literary arts. Online, she's at selfishpoet.com. And out there in Utah, she runs the regional poetry group of Rock Canyon Poets. Also, poets are so interesting. She spends time folding poems so they'll fit into the poem ball machines for an organization, Provo Poetry. So her most recent e-book is called Almost Famous, and it was published by Yamanika Press in 2019. Hello, Poetry Spoken here. This is Trish Hopkinson of SelfishPoet.com. I've listened to several of your episodes and they're really great. So happy to send this along. I hope it's a good fit 
for your podcast. I'm uh, tuning in from Provo, Utah, and the poem that I will read for you is called Other Ways. It was published in Glass Poetry Press uh, back in August of last year and based on everything that's been happening recently, I thought it was an appropriate poem to share. Other ways. There are so many good ways to go. While aged and sleeping, loved ones tending to those last moments, a legacy prepared well in advance, a vase selected for ashes or a quote for a headstone. There are other ways maybe less planned, but perhaps just as good. The final fall of a skydiver after 2,500 successful jumps might be the perfect way. Or after years of chemo and radiation, making it to your youngest son's graduation before letting your body rest. There are other ways that are ruthless dancing in a nightclub or at a concert, at worship, in a church or synagogue, in a classroom, at work, or even at Walmart, where you happen to be shopping with your new husband and two-month-old, shielding each other from semi-automatic fire until only your child survives. Lately, it seems the good ways go unnoticed while we just try to keep count. Thank you. Well, sticking out there in the West, going from Utah East to my friend Jared Smith. I met Jared when I lived in Chicago. We used to go to readings together, and then he moved out to Lafayette, Colorado. Jared is a very prolific poet. He's got 14 books of poetry. And he very recently received the Colorado Authors League Award for Poetry. If you like what you hear on this next poem, you might note that Jared is the featured poet for Poetry Spoken Here, episode 135, very recently. And you can hear him there talking about poetry and reading some more of his work. Hello, this is Jared Smith, and I'm coming to you from Lafayette, Colorado. I'd like to share a poem called, There is a Song in All Poetry. There is a song in my poetry. Every line, every stanza, every poem. Each poem an open aria into another. And they change one to the next, and one year to the next they change. One book becomes another, and each book becomes another song, the song of workers and looms and chains and sweat and heartbreak. But there is always the song. There is always the love, the sweet whisper of sun on mountain meadows, the deer pausing to drink at the stream, and the stream with its magenta flowers finding its way among dark stones that hold the night tight in their sides. 
And it is always so in each poem we write. There is a song that sings of us and of our homes and lives. There is a song that keeps us going, a song that has filled our literature and we have raised our institutions with and that we sing to our children each night. It changes through the years, but is there. I have not found how to write this song for the cold waves that rise around our ankles, for the kind of sands that wrap about our feet now at this time and in this dark place. But I will do so. Already I can hear the murmurs of others learning how. Now, just about a week and a half ago, I was at a poetry reading via Zoom, and the MC who put the thing together is Blake Moore, and it was from Mendocino, California. Now, Blake's really interesting. She's an artist with a lot of creative voices and expressions. She says she blurs the boundaries between disciplines. Her work embraces visual art, poetry, video, performance, costume design, teaching, functional mixed media art, life pieces, and even at one point she did some hand-painted art cars. You'll notice the uh, soundscape behind her poem in what you're going to hear. Dirty Word. I just returned from Mexico, and somehow, now that I'm home in America, I feel bad every time I say Mexican, as if I'm slandering somebody or using the M word. Media is like that, how certain things knit together in the mind, and suddenly my brain is clashing against itself. Shy girls fanning rainbows of skirts, young men in sombreros broader than their shoulders, twirling them around the cob streets to the mariachi rhythm coming from a boombox. Fathers fishing, mothers alongside, water to their calves, children tossing like waves in the distance, platos de tacos y aguacate y popo y salsa, piled beside the hate words, those illegals, those immigrants, drug dealers, criminals, rapists, somehow lumped together in the general nationality, Mexican. Mexican, bad, bad, bad Mexican. Mexican, a bad, bad word. Mexican, something you never want to call someone, ever. Yet, south of the border, in Mexico, I am proud to say Mexican. Mexican culture, Mexican people, Mexican hospitality. Even my gringa accent, buenos tardes, que pasa, muchas gracias, is received with smiles of reassurance. Familia, y amigos, y niños, y abuelos. Soy Blake, hablo espanol poco. I meet a local woman, a mujer, at Muertos Beach in Puerto Vallarta. We seem to know each other, and she invites me to wander the Malacan. And for the rest of the day, we walk, eat fish skewers from a stand, and sit on plastic beach chairs to drink agua de coco, talking as best as we can, 
laughing more than anything. So simple, this day. At dusk, she hugs me goodbye and says, Tienes el alma de un mexicana. You have the soul of a Mexican. When my mom goes back to nursing in 1968, my parents send me to a pre-K school. My teacher, Miss Connie, is from Guadalajara. She too has the soul of a Mexican. I love her with my whole being. I remember watching man walk on the moon while sitting in the deep cocoon of her lap as she whispers that I too can do anything if I try hard enough. Trabaja duro. One night at dinner, I say quiero leche in my five-year-old voice. And a week later, my parents decide it is time for me to change schools. Apparently, they do not want me speaking Mexican. There it is, that dirty M-word, showing up again and again. Turn the channel, open the paper, click the link, mouth moving animosity, door shutting seclusion, walls. It is time to think outside the thoughts, to learn to love what we do not understand, embrace diversity, become the bridge across fear, so we can finally unite as one people on this shrinking planet. It just seems so obvious. America, what kind of word do you want to be? I love it when poets put in sound and do other performance things like that. Uh, it just is an interesting way to add interest. Peter Crowley is from the Boston area. He's our next poet. He writes there, says he's an author, which means he does more than poetry. He works as a senior semantic enrichment specialist. Dig that. Jobs you never knew existed. Senior semantic enrichment specialist for a library science company. And he says, for fun, he plays with a bluesy rock band around the Boston and New York City areas. Hi, everyone. My name is Peter F. Crowley. I'm from the Boston area. I'm an author. I write poetry, short fiction, working on a novel right now. Um, I write essays, op-eds, and sometimes academic articles. I've recently had my first book of poems published called Those Who Hold Up the Earth. Uh, this poem is from it. It's titled, Time's Recurrence and Vanishing. In effervescence, epoxy sits on tawdry shelves and void environs of absence. With a click of the heels, fairies emerge from Yeats's brain, dwelling in Northwest Ireland's coastal midst, neath skies that turn from sun-gazing fields of sheep meadow to abrupt maelstrom rains that soon again yield to azure. The fairies perform a chilly dance around the sleeper's head. The sleeper, head resting on recurrent pillow, dreams of imbibing liquid coal from a tornado-shaped funnel. Meanwhile, the dead in their closed-eye deep-soil stare provide feed for beetles and maggots, while their hydroxyapatite dust fuels soil fecundity. The amorphous fairies leap from hillside to hillside, yielding pharaoh in the dead's moon-shadowed wake. 
In turn, pharaohs raised by keepers of the land, the agriculturalists who rear them to a ripe age until they are slaughtered and eaten. The night following the feast, farmers sit up all night with family and friends, recounting stories of seeded past where Coleridge's albatross lingers still. Burdened by the weight of time, not released until narrative memory fades into the dark and empty evening of the passing waves of generations. Thank you. Her next poet is Celia Sorindo from the island of Dominica. Her poems have been published in several Caribbean literary journals and in the new Daughters of Africa anthology. Her work is also long listed for the UK National Poetry Competition. Her first pamphlet collection, Guavance, was published in February of 2020. And that word is the name of the goddess of storms and natural disasters in Taino heritage. She is a, also, Celia is, a Kalalu Creative Writing Workshop Fellow. So glad you're here, Celia. Hi, my name is Celia Sorrento from the island of Dominica, and I'm going to be reading a poem from my Hurricane Maria-themed collection called Guabanse. In September 2017, the island of Dominica was devastated by a Category 5 hurricane. And in this poem, the speaker recounts her experience of that night. And it's called A Jay Alay. I thought we had seriously prepared for this hurricane, bought the supplies, bagged the important, boarded up openings, but as I sit barefoot, saw, soaked, shocked, in rising pool of water, bony back pushing against bulging wooden walls, I realise I have been impressively naive again about the boundaries beyond boxed imagination, the surreal reality which can actually be birthed a whole nation of unforeseen revelation. This, this bulging wall force, squeezing water through thread vein cracks in wood, breaking out, breaking in, breaking us, is unimaginable. I shout, hand gesture my husband, let us leave the wall, save ourselves, run for cover downstairs to concrete bathroom. But he has invested so much of his life into all of this. Bits of him strewn in and out of our home. It is more than his life is worth to stop trying to save it now. There are endless loud cracks, crashes. I see myself lifted, flung, flying across the room, landing headfirst into bookshelves, imagining this hysterical poetic ending. I do not know what time is doing, but decide to stay here with him and push and push against this wall until... Years ago... I had abandoned prayers of Catholic parents and searched for my own resonating words and lately have been trying out mantras for their sound and effect. So now I push and push, chant and chant over and over. 
a j a lay again j a lay k a j a lay again j a lay k invincible indestructible unconquerable indescribable the unimaginable beating down in time 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 with me now back in my old stomping grounds around chicago is a community called highland park and jennifer dotson our next poet is the coordinator founder of highland park poetry which is one of those organizations that provides a service by putting out a periodic newsletter to tell you what's happening around the area. You know those kind of things. It's a really good service, and she does a real good job with it. And she's going to be with us now with the title poem of her 2020 collection from Kelsey Books. Hi, my name is Jennifer Dotson. I'm the founder and program coordinator for Highland Park Poetry, and I live in Highland Park, Illinois. I'll be reading uh, the title poem from Late Night Talk Show Fantasy and other poems. So here it is, Late Night Talk Show Fantasy. The world famous poet chuckles with the late night talk show host and the two trade dazzling wordplay for the cameras and the studio audience while the world famous poet regales them with her wacky escapades of readings at open mics in European capital cities and college campuses across America on a never-ending tour promoting her latest full-length book of poetry that's been translated into seven languages and is featured in a film starring Meryl Streep. The world-famous poet keeps to herself that it's neither the paparazzi nor the inability to enjoy a restaurant meal without someone suggesting what would make a really great poem that causes her to tremble and twitch. It's the anxiety that the words will stop coming at all. Still, the world-famous poet drinks the champagne and rides the bubbles of public admiration for her honest, accessible verse and for making poetry popular again while not alienating the academic crowd. Thank you, Charlie Rossiter, and open mic of the air. I want how many of you listening have had that fantasy of being on the late-night talk show and just being laid back and so cool? Yeah, maybe I have. I mean, after all, it would be fun. Our next poet is another guy I knew from my Chicago days, but now he's in San Francisco, and his name is Michael War. He is much accomplished, much published. He got a 2020 Berkeley Lifetime Achievement Award. His most One of his recent accomplishments, a really major accomplishment, is a senior editor for a book called Of Poetry and Protest, from Emmett Till to Trayvon Martin. And if you want to pick up a book that's relevant to the times, you want to get that, of Poetry and Protest. I won't say any more because if you want to know more about Michael, you can go to Poetry Spoken Here, episode 141, and he is the featured poet. He works in a project called Two Languages, One Community. And as part of that project, he's working with the poet and translator Chun Yu. And that's what we're going to hear. I should mention... Michael is the former deputy director of the Museum of the African Diaspora. Now, we're going to hear that poem from Michael War, along with the translation to Mandarin. To your assailant who attacks us all, 
Do you call yourself God-fearing, devoted to do on to others? Does your God condone your violence, your ignorance, your corruption? Does your God hate your neighbor like you do? Does your God share your love for prophets bearing false witness, fueling your grievance fever? Do you swallow the lies they regurgitate? Do you really need a reason? Are you truly a true believer of both God and golden calf? Does the all-knowing know you? Do they love you as you are? Does it matter that they are watching your naked depravity? Do you pray before you pray on innocence in this guilty world? Do you have your God's blessing? Are you as godless as you seem? Did your father teach you to beat the mean and main? Is he proud of your cowardice? Does your mother say, well done, son? Did they train you in backwardness? Do you feel bigger in your smallness, content with acts of uselessness? Is your inner bully seething still beneath your concealed surface? Are you comforted in your criminality, stupefied by superiority, simply insane or lost? Who are you? And now we'll hear from Chung Yu in Mandarin. Hello. Uh, are we ready? Okay, hi. Uh, I'm Chung Yu, and um, um, Michael, uh, as Michael mentioned, um, he and I have this uh, project called Two Languages, One Community. I actually after one week after the lockdown in Wuhan in China, I traveled across the ocean back to San Francisco for our event with a project with San Francisco uh, Chinese Cultural Center. And I managed to uh, quarantine myself for 14 days and then we had the event. And afterwards, um, things got even worse and, and the Asians were being attacked and the incidences all around the world. And Michael wrote this poem. I was deeply, deeply moved. So I translated it, I mean, as part of our, our collaboration. So the poem in Chinese.敬畏上帝吗？你致力于己所不欲，勿施于人吗？你的上帝宽恕了你的暴力，你的无知，你的堕落吗？你的上帝向你这样仇恨你的邻居吗？你的上帝会认同你的带着假见证，不断给你的
，你有上帝的祝福吗？还是像你看起来那样没有上帝？你的父亲教你去攻击、贬低和残害他人吗？他会为你的怯懦感到骄傲吗？你的母亲会说：“干得好，儿子吗？”他们训练你倒退，落后了吗？你卑鄙渺小时，感到更强大吗？你满足于自己无意的行为吗？隐藏在你表面下的恶霸还在沸腾吗？你在被所谓的优越性麻木了的犯罪中受到了安慰吗？是疯了还是迷路了？你是谁 ？Thank you. I know you may not understand the Chinese any more than I do, but it's just interesting to hear the words flow. And that's going to do it for our seventh open mic of the air. And here's a reminder one more time: we are always looking for submissions. Send a recording, five minutes or less, of you reading one of your poems. Be sure to also tell us your name and where you're from before you read the poem. Recordings should be sent to open mic of the air. At gmail dot com, but also be sure to visit our website, poetryspokenhere dot com, for full submission guidelines. I'm Charlie Rossiter, and this has been the seventh open mic of the air from Poetry Spoken Here. Be sure to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. You've been listening to poetry spoken here. I'm Charlie Rossiter, inviting you to join us again next time to let poetry speak to you. Music for today's program was written and performed by Jack Rossiter Monley. And remember, poetry spoken here is more than a podcast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com/poetryspokenhere. Follow us on Twitter at twitter.com/poetryspokenhere. For more about today's show and other poetry spoken here podcasts, as well as our blog, just visit our website, poetryspokenhere.com. If you'd like to submit suggestions of poets or topics for future podcasts, you can send to our email address, poetryspokenhere at gmail.com.